You're listening to a Destiny Park Media Podcast. Shut the door, have a seat. It's time for Dad Men. And actually, it's time for the Dad Men Doncast because that's the new that's the new name for it. So yeah, man, I'm uh, loving it. Love the new name. It uh, really separates heard, us from the rest. Yeah, I heard from a trusted friend. I won't say who, mm-hmm. uh, but he was saying the SEO of the original name was not so good. So um, ah, I see, I see. Thank you, Mister Elon. Oh, sorry, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say. You're giving away our sources. <laughs> He's, he's very rich, so that means he's good at this stuff. So uh, Did he hook us up with the blue check, though? Because I don't want to pay the uh, He gave me a NFT of it, but I suspect <laughs> it's just a JPEG. <laughs> because, <sighs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's, we got musked, man. We got we musked. Got musked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, yeah, so it's a new era of the show. It's it, I think the new name um, just captures the spirit of the show better than just... Dad men. I think maybe the old name made us want to be more serious. Yeah. Especially that old that old logo. Mm-hmm. But uh new logo by Stu Rosenberg. Um it was based on a beautiful draft that I did, but Love it, love it. Um I flew I flew too close to the sun <laughs> with it. I re- I realized my limits as a photo manipulator. So I enjoyed it though. I, I mean, for yeah. what it's worth, I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the yeah. obviously Stu's uh, Stu's work as well, and uh, hope the fans really dig it too. I think it's uh, I think it'll fit us well. Yeah, the I think the words you're looking for for the original edit are that it was like watching a very weak, small man stand up to a huge bully <laughs> and lose tr- lose terribly, but he was so brave that you're just like you just got to clap for him. He's like, man, that was so brave of you. He got a punch uh, off, man. He got a punch off. <laughs> Um, but, but Hey, uh, how's, how's everything going for you? Let's start the show off with a little bit of a a catch up. Yeah, man. Um, things have been, things have been pretty good as far as I know I mentioned in the previous episodes, um, kind of having some sad and, uh, kind of fluctuating through that. You know, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And to be um, clear, just so people don't think you're like, I was having some sad. I was having some sads. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little sleigh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. I was having some sads. No, but um, the after that, man, the snow kind of hit us really hard. I, I guess it's kind of hitting a lot of the country, to be honest. It sounds like a lot of places are really getting hit with the cold, with the cold tundra. Yeah. So um, we got hit with the snow, and um, weirdly enough. I felt better. I don't know why. And um, I kind of been running with that. I've honestly, I used to complain so much about the cold and the snow and and stuff like that. Because I'm like a summer, I mean, I'm African, so I'm like, I'm summer through and through. Um, sure. But um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's, um, I've, I've really gotten used to it to the point where like, I hadn't, I don't know, I really have not much to really say about it. I'm, I, I think I've like I'm 33 or excuse me I'm 34 and like I've now like can safely say I have my my Minnesota skin. <laughs> nice, that's cool, man. That's uh, we we are on different wavelengths today because uh, I think I don't know what happened, but it was after you were talking about sad, and I was I just 
a few days after we recorded that episode, I was just hit with the wave of the sads, Ugh. and I don't think it's as I don't think it's sad. I think it's for me, it's just the sads, um, <laughs> the, the cool way. Well, <laughs> it's it's definitely the attention seeking way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I uh, that and that's mine. My way is the attention seeking way. Of course, way. Uh, but no, I I for whatever reason I've just been going through it, man. Just yeah. like. Feeling like I did maybe like in 2019 and uh, just makes me not want to be uh, productive. It makes me want to curl up in a ball and stop. Like I, I to be honest with you, um, we won't talk about it in this episode much. Sure. But I, I did put out that new music and this yeah. whole week leading up to it, this whole week leading up to it, I was like, okay, I can still cancel it. Like I still have time to pull the release because I just hate myself and nobody's going to want to listen to this shit you know <laughs> um and like i the only thing that stopped me during those moments there were two things one me realizing that i was in a phase that didn't seem to resemble me at my most like right. level right which i try to base my decisions on when i'm level yeah um, for sure the second thing was there were too many pre-orders to like cancel uh oh I, right i didn't have the money to pay people back for the pre-orders sure, so it was sure. like a i didn't even think about would have been a, a robin hood scenario <laughs> where they didn't have enough <laughs> money to pay the people their shares absolutely uh but i'm getting through it getting through it Good, every man. time that i sit down and like do an edit or do something musical i just feel so good afterward and i just that sense of accomplishment, it is like a drug. Yeah, And man. it's a really healthy drug, mm -hmm. if you can call one that. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think people use utilize it. I think people, I think that's a um, good utilization of productivity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not even the productivity as much as like the facing the fear. Because we were talking about this at lunch today. Right. Because um, we had our first in-person meeting in... Uh, Three months, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. We, we, we had together. a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. What'd you say? So we got back together. We, the boys are back in town. Yeah. And we we just kept saying the boys are back in town and <laughs> kicking our legs. And we just kept doing that guitar part. That's like an always sunny thing. They did that. Yeah, but, that's true. That's um, true. But no, it was it was a lot of fun. But and we did talk about this like. That, that moment when you know you are going to – you have to do an edit or you have to record a song or mm -hmm. this or that. Um, and I say have to, not like it's a chore, but like you have just made this goal with yourself. Yeah. You set a goal for yourself. And it's scary because you're the only person holding you accountable in that moment. Yeah, and that's true. It's it's really hard. Like I, when I'm going to edit an episode, I get like so – this didn't used to be a problem by the way, but I get so freaked out about like – Oh gosh, I'm probably really awkward in this episode. Or I remember a joke that didn't land, as opposed to every other moment. And it's just it, the process of sitting down and like being about to do it is so scary. But mm -hmm. then you, once you grab the pencil and start writing the first words of your script, mm -hmm. you know, any creative process, you you have just like won half the battle there. If you can get out of your head and just focus on the work. I promise there's there's dividends that pay off for your mental health. Yeah, so, man, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe what I'm going through is just the change of seasons. Yeah. That I will say I feel fucking great today. Yeah, uh, man. But but that's because of the thing, which we don't want to talk. We, the listeners are getting kind of pissed off about <laughs> all the uh, the D word talk. No so more we're D, not gonna man. Go there. <laughs> we're, so, 
no more D. Uh, we could we've we've had so much we can't take any more D. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey man, but I'll, I'll just say happy launch day and leave it at that. How about thank that? you? People thank will you. put together the pieces. It's been super fun. It's been like the most exciting launch day I think I've had in like ten years, maybe the most ever. Like it's just I had no expectations for it, mm-hmm. and so happy that pe- there's a lot of happy people out there. Yeah, man. Uh, because of something I put out there, so it's it's been fun. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, the ITPNTs. Oh, now I'm really pushing it. The <laughs> ITPNTs that are going to come out. <laughs> people get even more mad about the other podcasts. What the coming. hell, man? I didn't the come other here ITP- for that. <laughs> I know the ITPNTs. The let me fucking finish. They're they're really good. Uh, all right. It was really great to see you, though. I mean, like, yeah, I, I'm trying to be more emotionally vulnerable with my guy friends. So, yeah, uh, it was really, really great to see you. And uh, yeah, we got to do that more often. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, you know, it was so hard to get out there today, too, because I'm I, I had all that snow and ice on my car. And I was like, oh, fuck. Why did I agree to do this? That's so oh. funny that you just said that, because I was just <laughs> about to tell you. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, we get out there. And then I was going to say, well, you know, the winter slows me down quite a bit as far as like yeah. leaving the house, but we can we can make time, you know, kind of have that have that rapport outside of you know outside yeah. of the dadman, and th- there's there's ton of things that we that I'm sure we'll have planned. Yeah, honestly though, you got to be my new movie guy. I think. Okay. I'm yeah, just I'd love I'm to. I'm just so so behind, man. I'm so behind. I don't know if you're like into like rewatching stuff though, but. I can rewatch. It depends on how good the movie is. Of, of course, course, of course. <laughs> rewatch yeah. this piece I'm of not, crap. Uh, <laughs> hey man, remember that movie you hated? Well, <laughs> you rewatch it you with rewatch me. It with me, uh, bro. <laughs> even then, if if you make some good nachos, hell yeah, I'll do. Oh, yeah. I'll rewatch any piece of shit. <laughs> um, no, uh, it's it's funny you say that because I do have some movies I need to watch. So, but yeah, no, I I I'm down to see more movies because we we had that talk in the summer we were going to go to like that Viking movie, The Northman. Yes, yes, The Northman. I, I still want to yeah. see that. Yeah, I think we've uh we've reached a natural ending point. Uh, I think I think we are here. I have to say, man, I'm excited. I'm so ex- yeah, I know. I'm so excited to get into it. Man. I know, I know. There's there's part of me that's excited too, and then part of me that's dreading what's coming. But, uh, <laughs> dread yeah <laughs> uh, there's just a little bit of dread i i you know I'm, I'm happy for you man yeah it's a it's a good day in in, in uh in madman world <laughs> it's a beautiful morning all right well uh with that said i think it's time we get this good day going by going on the carousel let's do it buddy nostalgia it's delicate but potent Uh, today's episode is called The New Girl. Mm-hmm. It is written by Robin Veith and directed by Jennifer Getzinger. And I, I noticed that the last name for Miss Getzinger mm-hmm. or Mrs. Uh, Getzinger. That's kind of cool. I like, really I'm dig get that. A zinger. Yeah, I dig yeah, that. That's cool. So to give a, a quick summary of the episode... Don and Bobby's relationship gets pretty heated. They get into a car accident Mm -hmm. and Don calls on an unexpected friend to (laughs) bail them out because he was, he was done with drinking under the influence or driving under the influence. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Then, uh, Pete and Trudy visit a fertility specialist because 
they want to have kids and they've been trying for 18 months and uh pete does a very private thing for her uh <laughs> in, a, in an office of some sort indeed and indeed. I think the third plot is just Peggy's plot in dealing with uh, Don and Bobby because Bobby stays at Peggy's place. Yeah, um, we get to see some of the the casa the casa de Peg Peggy. It's a really cute uh, apartment, by the way. I actually really liked it. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, for the time, especially like it's so cool that she has her own place. Mm-hmm. It, it brings me back to when I had my own place, and man, I. On the one hand, I there's stuff I don't miss, but on the other hand, there's stuff I do miss. Of course, and, of course. Uh, the yin and the yang of it all. Yeah. So, right off the top, I do remember this episode quite well. Um, okay. I think the stuff I remember the most would have to be Don and Bobby's car accident. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, Don and Bobby, they meet up for uh, for drinks. Bobby uses some false pretenses to get Don down there, sort of. <laughs> um She's like implying that there's a party and, and men are ignoring her, but she just wanted to see Don, you of know. Course, of um, course. But um they they have the idea to go to a an oceanfront property that Bobby owns. And uh I think it's probably her pied terre, man. Like, you know, somewhere that she brings men. Oh, good point. Uh, that's a great yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's like a, a thing that men did in the sixties. So here here's I know I just brought up a specific event that um I remembered. Mm-hmm. It's a really well done scene, and the the crash itself is pretty traumatic. Uh, there's the sense of dread as Don and Bobby are in the car together. Yeah, and you just know this is dangerous. Not just that they could get caught, but um, that and they do get caught by someone at the <laughs> restaurant. But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but they they Bobby is nibbling on uh, Don's ear and kissing him all over. And, yep. Don is he's feeling it, you know, and he closes his eyes while driving. Which fellas, okay, this is a segment I haven't done in a while. The whole like, oh, here it goes. Uh, <laughs> don't close your eyes while driving, okay? So the guy who the guy who hates me, um, yeah, I hope fan. he's still listening to this. Yeah, I feel like he. I think he might have watched this episode before we put it out, uh, Ooh, and he probably was like, I bet good. Mike's not going to cover it. Yeah, he's been. He's been saying we're too slow, and he said, I'm going to jump ahead on the next one, and I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> it's like it's like Stand by Eminem. I get lots of letters from the guy, and I just never reply. Hey, Roland, uh, I'm writing hey, you, Roland. but you still ain't called. <laughs> I don't even remember the fucking lyrics of the song. How bad am I? <laughs> yeah. it's it's That's a song that the fact that it's become common parlance is it's disturbing, but there's a lot of stuff in our society that's disturbing pretty um, amazing that he got a he had a real he created a word based yeah, on the song Stan. yeah it's amazing yeah perhaps you um <laughs> listen he's not perfect but, no uh, obviously he's got not. some he's got some good stuff yeah uh but the thing i wanted to talk about is that we we've been pretty critical of bobby last week we were pretty critical of her mm-hmm. and i am not making excuses for any of her problematic behavior sure but in this episode, and I did not remember this, feel like we got sympathy for the monster, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I don't think she's a monster, but it's, you know, an, it's, it's a provocative way to say of it. Of course. Um, no, I, I feel like we got to know her quite a bit, both in how she's talking to Don, talking about the art of negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a tussler. She's She is strong-willed. She's powerful. And in this episode, she is also nurturing to Peggy mm-hmm. uh, in a really cool way. Yeah. And... I really loved the scenes with Peggy and her because it brings out a softer side of Bobby Barrett. She's 
I don't know, man. It's like if the show had made her a protagonist, we might see her in the same way we see a Don. Her, her character is so um, powerful. And yeah. it mentioning her and the her and uh, Peggy, she at the end of that uh, that that stay, she really shares a wealth of knowledge in so few words with Peggy that just is gonna was such a catapult to Peggy. I believe I believe it. Like I agree a hundred percent what she said too. She was mentioning to Peggy yeah. how you know you're trying to be like a man but don't you can't be them don't be a man be a woman no one will tell you this because the people who are in charge of her mentoring are men yes exactly be a woman because there's a lot of power in that and i was like when she said that i was like yes she's somebody saying it out loud like women have so much power 100 percent. like sometimes the society like it doesn't showcase it or it doesn't verbalize it but there's so much power in the woman what they bring to life and in just in general like there's there's a lot you can dig out of that you know what i mean and i think yeah i think peggy hearing that information and you know it was beautiful bobby was like do you understand what i'm saying like she had she stopped and was like i'm not just talking i'm saying like do you get what i mean by like use the power of the woman she's like yeah i think and she was receptive to she's like yeah i get i get what you're saying yeah i follow you yeah well i feel like peggy was more a little bit rebellious she was i think she she's trying to be nice to this person who's in trouble but also she's the young the young mind and she is a bit rejecting a lot of what um what Bobby's saying, I think she probably thinks she she knows better or doesn't need this lecture. Yes, uh, yes. And Bobby does come off not like she's intending to, but I think she comes off a bit condescending. Mm-hmm. She's a she sharp. Says, she's a bit. Do sharp. you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying, sweetheart? Yeah. But I do think that Peggy realizes she's right at the end of the day, of course. But she's not happy about it. Yeah. She, the way she looks at Bobby at the end of the episode is uh, not a look of like I like you or anything, but it's like well. You you're right. This sucks, but you're right. I think yeah. Peggy didn't Peggy didn't want to think of Don as an equal. I think Peggy wanted to think of Don as like, well, as we saw in this episode, the the dude that she owed forever that saved her life. Yeah, and yeah. I think Peggy, what she's realizing is her destiny is in her hands. Yeah, uh, in this episode, and, and you know that scene that that you were speaking about with Peggy's reaction. Yeah. I think initially she was very standoffish to Bobby. But I think that very last scene when Peg when um, Bobby's really trying to g- get to get to Peggy with what she's saying, I yeah. think I think she did have a change in face when she took in that information. Finally, sure. At first, it was it was a lot of like eh, I don't you know I'm not your competition. Yeah. Like it sounds like you're trying to size. Th- this is how I'm thinking. She's thinking you're trying to size yeah. me up. Like I know I'm young. Like I don't need you don't. I don't need the that whole talk about you know being beautiful. Like I'm not doing anything with Don. Like she was offended by that whole like yeah thing. Yeah. She always is. Yeah. yeah, she's like no, it's not about that. But I think Bobby actually got past that piece when she figured out what Peggy was kind of in it for, and said, yep. "Hey, if you're gonna go that route, remember, use the power of the woman." You know what I mean? Yeah. Bobby was very patient with Peggy and uh, was pretty cool. Uh, they're just two different mindsets because they're two different generations. Yep. And yep. It's, they, they were able to meet in the middle. Bobby, I think she has a harsher approach with how she navigates the business world as a woman. Mm-hmm. And she says she's indifferent 
businesses than uh, Don and Peggy. Sure. But she knows what she's talking about when it comes to p- politics and uh, working with men as a woman. Yeah, so for sure. It was it was a very cool scene in this episode, for sure. Absolutely. Um, the thing I made sure to write down because I wanted to come up with this, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to not forget it, is that this is by far the most dad men focused uh writing of the show and what i mean by that is that um it feels like it was written for us oh you felt that way too uh, yeah yeah you i'm glad you felt that way because dude first of all they mentioned the magic machine uh or the xerox machine yeah Pete mentions it yep um they have your favorite lady appear uh we'll get into that (laughs) uh we we'll get into it soon because uh i don't think there's any other segment than uh the carousel for it but um the the jokes are super sharp and oh super God. it's like the characters are like aware that they're performing sometimes but not in a bad way yeah 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 um everyone's just in a, having a sharp day in the office like roger in particular um but I, I don't know man there was some other stuff that just felt felt like it was meant for you and me it was like I have this sort of sick delusion that um, <laughs> somehow through the power of like time travel or some shit, they they now know what we like, and the show is somehow morphing to fit our sensibilities. <laughs> as, uh, as not if, true. As, as if as if it was part of the plan. No, I, I mean yes. it's it's is cra- This episode, the quotes, people were dropping quotes like mad in this. For me, like I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for. If you can write your ass out, like I'm a sucker for it, like yeah. And um, you said that the writer for this episode was um, was Robin uh, Veith. Yeah, great work, man. Great work. Just it almost makes me think like was Matt was Matthew also in the in the in the kitchen with that too? Like, well, it's a room. It's it's definitely a room of other people of course, besides of, Robin. Of course, of course. We always have to make sure we got to make sure that we acknowledge that because matt he's the showrunner he's the creator he's he has a big hand in every single episode oh yeah but i don't want to like be falsely say that one person is like the only star of the show no no i'm only giving props to them yeah i'm only giving props to them because they're the the credit yeah yeah. they're the credited person obviously it takes it takes a village as people say (laughs) yes yes i think we can get into like what do you remember about this episode and was there anything surprising about this episode for you you trying to leave me no no <laughs> yes i'm leaving the witness yes no no i'm when i watched this i actually didn't remember a ton of what was going on this episode kind of took me by surprise um obviously i'd seen the whole show in the past but the only thing that i remember from this episode that stood out was the um oh was the new girl uh yeah jane Jane. i remember jane and um i caught a lot of uh subtle costume age new girl versus old guard i saw it i was seeing all of it Uh, they Ah. i I think they thought well i don't know that they think they thought they were getting a pass but if you're really paying attention to what's happening with the scenes with Joan and Jane and the fact that their names are Joan and Jane, there's a lot going on with this you know, handing of the of the baton type of idea that's that's happening. So, sure, <clears throat> I remember that. Um, other things of this episode I didn't remember. So, we're watching Bobby 
takes Don, you know, to get some drinks and some food. Don looks up, and who do we see? Good old yep. Rachel Mankin. Now Rachel Katz. Now, yes. Now Rachel Katz. Man, pheno- she looked phenomenal. She Did was she not look phenomenal? <laughs> She's a woman in love. She's a woman in love with a dependable man. Yeah, man. She looked incredible. Um, and Don was like, I mean, I, it, me and him were kind of in a similar spit, like uh, taken aback, like, oh, oh, snap. Oh, yeah. She's in. She's here. Like, <laughs> Don obviously not ver- not physically like you know showing how like whoa like almost like a ghost. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's here. Yeah, I don't. I think that the way the show handled it was really great because we weren't expecting to ever see that character again. No. as viewers, no. Like, even though we hadn't picked up the show's rhythms yet in terms of like Don and his lovers. Mm-hmm. Um. It's like running into an ex in real life, too. It would be just you know, horrible if you're on this date or if you're cheating on your current wife. <laughs> uh, you know, it would, it would suck uh, to run into an ex. It and re- it just sometimes sucks to run into an ex in general. Yeah, just generally uh, speaking. <laughs> and, like, and then Don's with a lady that he's very so-so about at best, by the way. Which also makes it kind of weird because then it's like... And, and you know, Don is so thrown off by the whole thing um there's no introduction and bobby introduces herself and yeah and rachel still has caught yep he was caught rachel still has his number which is insane (laughs) that was so cool that was so cool when rachel said that he's all business you know he's all business isn't he he's all business Uh, sarcastically yeah yeah you know and then she she tells him or she tells uh bobby or both of them really as she's leaving she says well, you two enjoy working together, which is a, just a shot. Yep. <laughs> just a shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift wishes Ooh. she could have had a shot like that in one of her songs. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't imagine how great it felt for Rachel to get that closure. Because oh, that, that feels like it would be closure to be like, oh, this, this guy's still doing this shit. That's a good point. Uh, That's a great yeah. point. She gets to walk away. And you know what? Ira, I believe his name was Ira. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He seems like a cool dude. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah, good voice. Uh, he had a nice... I liked his voice. Oh, yeah. His voice was... I'm glad you brought that up. Very rich, deep voice. Yeah. Um, and he's just... He doesn't let you know if he knows who Don is or not. Because uh, he's... She's like, oh, yeah. We were st- used to work together. And he's like, oh. <laughs> but I don't know. Dude, if if Rachel is as cool as we think she is, she might have told him about Don. Sure. And she probably could have told maybe, him about it in passing. Yeah, maybe he's just like, whatever. Oh, you know what? He probably had to break through that, that you know, that shield, especially after Don. Oh, fuck, man. Whew. Well, it's, I can't even imagine, but you know what? With a woman as smart and funny as Rachel and as emotionally intelligent as Rachel. So, yeah. Because she, she fought Don pretty hard, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I think it would be worth it. I think a- it would be worth absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely worth Congrats. it. Congrats. So, you're saying that you, like, you approve of this relationship? <laughs> <laughs> of the cats? Yeah. Um, Come on, man. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you got to move on. It's been 50 years. The way you said. Uh, uh, um, I mean, me and Don are still kind of, you know, we're still okay. going through it. <laughs> no, man. I, You know, I'm, I'm happy for Rachel because, I mean, if looks, if looks can speak. She seems to be doing damn good. 
<laughs> I got a tangent, which is um, we we fucked up. We should have a segment called just we fucked up. Um, <laughs> what we do? Last, last week, uh, that we were doing some pretty good analysis. It's our longest episode ever, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite one we've done so far. Yeah. But I forgot to mention one of the funniest bits of that episode and like deepest character moments. Yeah. Which is that uh, Peggy let her mom know she was sick and that's why she wasn't at uh, one of those masses, you know, one of those Sunday masses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she was working on Sunday. So she lied to her mom because, you know, oh. you're not supposed to work on Sunday as a good Catholic girl. I didn't. So, yeah. That's yeah, good. That's good, a good huh? catch. I, that's I, a good catch. And I, dude, I caught that that night and I was like, I can't wait to bring this up for the dad. <laughs> my brother. And then somehow we just kept talking about some shit. Some irrelevant nonsense that you know, <laughs> the, the fans will listen What if Rachel's in the next episode, bro? I think you cut that out. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I just had to bring that be. up. Yeah. Let's, let's, we just have to set it right. No, man. I, okay. I, uh, I, I think that that's a good note. And I think that's great because it is part of the whole Catholic and, yeah. you know, I, Peggy, Peggy lives her life, man. Yeah, she does. I like Peggy. Um, it's just very funny. To me, that she would rather her mom think she was sick, knowing how her mom work. worries about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That you know, her mom would have gotten pissed. Oh um, yeah, oh yeah. She would have heard about it. Why are you doing this? <laughs> You're gonna go to anyway. Um, but but since you're talking about you know a character you love, oh yeah, deeply, oh yeah, unhealthily, yeah, um, unhealthily. Yes, <laughs> I think it's very cool that I forgot I forgot about this episode when I said that I think Pete. <laughs> He has the same problem I uh, I do, which is just completing immediately. Um, in this episode, we learn that Pete is uh, he he is a fertile man. Um, I still we make it to that, the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, that was so great when the doctor um, has his questions for him, and Pete's answers are just so fucking funny. Um, could have could have been Sterling's gold. Yeah, he was hot this yeah, episode. Pete's, I give it to him. He was on fire. He was on fire. Uh, but. He's he's doing good. There, the the sperms are able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and he's <laughs> the fucking little jerk. Um, he had he had one bad joke that really made me mad at him. Which, which one? Is, uh, when the doctor said you'll have to schedule a time with a nurse. Oh, to that was a bad joke. Yeah. Have a semen analysis. Well, even he he gives the most soulless, weird laugh after that's he says why. it. That makes it creepy. Yeah, goes, that's why it was bad. <laughs> Whenever she's free, ha ha ha. It's like. Very strange, very yeah. strange moment. Yeah, but um, that's that awkwardness that you talk about with Pete. Yeah, that was Social that was awkward. on display. <laughs> what's What's interesting about season two of Mad Men mm-hmm. is the medical professionals have been super cool in this season. Like, yeah, the doctor that Pete and Trudy are talking to, he's like, he's good. He's smooth, he's progressive. Mm-hmm. He's he's really saying some great stuff about how fertility and and being able to conceive. You can be as tough as, you know, insert super tough fictional character he mm-hmm. here and you're still you might not be able to have a kid and that's nothing to be ashamed of. He's yeah. like, he's awesome. And good good bedside ab- manner, I guess, maybe. Is is able that like to a- talk to Pete? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the only <laughs> the sad thing is, and this may be misreading by me, but I feel like he left his conversation with Pete thinking, This kid's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's been non-judgmental the whole time, um, but when he when Pete makes that joke, the doctor looks so like 
oh my god what the hell is wrong with this guy i mean the kid is forced he knew that joke was forced i think he yeah, understands he's more concerned yeah about Pete. yeah exactly and i think i think he understands you know doctors deal with young guys all the time and they know like the attitude that they come in with like oh i'm fine yeah. i don't need help so like he was very good at like being smooth and like not like letting that like bother him as he was doing his yeah. questions and things like that and cool then, guy yeah very cool I, I like when he said, it's a tough part of the life cycle, isn't it? It's it's such a great way to put it. It's something that yeah, I we're like all going to have to deal with. Yeah. And he's he goes above and beyond as being just like a fertility specialist, you know? So, yeah. it, was, it was really cool. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think we have other stuff to talk about, but it's in our various segments. So It, it is, it is. Joni in this episode is very cute with her always using her left hand to gesture and make sure that people see she's getting married yes um, we must mention the ring on joan is like probably the first one of the first things we see in the episode and the yeah, girls congrats. are all over her man yeah congrats yeah. Joni. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great and uh it's it's even subtle too like when she's gesturing for the girls to get away from the desk and uh <laughs> but she, no she she does want to just the one hand yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's but um can I, I talk that, about the direction? Yeah. I think this episode was one of the better directed episodes we've seen thus far. Sure. I would agree with that. The the shot at the end where it's the uh, Barretts coming to Don's office as Peggy's leaving. Yeah. It's like something something dangerous this way comes. And it's like caught everyone and it's, it's like fog or something. Yeah, man. And it's so cool. Like, what were you going to uh, point out? Yeah, there's... There was such great transitional direction shots in this episode. I just loved it. Um, there was, um, well, one, since we were talking about Pete, there's a really hilarious um, transitional scene where, oh, Pete, yeah, Pete is getting ready to, um, like, do, like, sperm uh, sperm donation, or not donation, but sperm examination. So he's got his magazines ready, and um, he finds the magazine he wants, and he's like in the room, and then he's about to sit down, and then the next, the very next scene is Sterling like smacking like um, a, what do you call that thing? It's not a ping ping pong, but it's like um, ball on a string. I that's I think that's it. Yeah, he's smacking the that. ball on the string toy like super fast, which is like basically like proceeding yeah. like oh. We know what Pete's doing. Right, he's like it's smacking it's cute, in the background. It's a cute transition. It's almost too cute. Almost they do it. We could it was they were riding the line. It's too cute. <laughs> yeah, but I think it works because Roger's face when he's doing it is uh, he's being cheeky. You know, very. If he wasn't being if he wasn't being cheeky and it was like just pretending like it was a moment like a casual moment where he's doing that, yeah, it would be cheesy. But because he's cheeky about it. Then it, it works. There was yeah. another one, man. Oh, that that was what it was. So the flash, the flashback scenes that Peggy was having. One of the first ones she has is um, this one is like less cute and kind of just more like leading the fans. But the doc's like, yeah, they're kind of concerned about Peggy because she's kind of doing this like mental forgetfulness of like what's happening, like trying to block it, and um, he's like basically tells her like yeah i told you that um you had a baby and uh you know she turns away again from the doctor and the doctor just gets up and leaves and the next yeah. scene is pete yeah yeah that was that was it That's <laughs> a true. nice That's connective true. line like so I'm, I'm i'm watching them as they're doing these these nice smart 
thought like not so obvious like the sterling thing was like more obvious but still like if you're not really paying attention you might miss what that was yeah uh, the the joint the um the peggy thing was was less obvious but i i just like how like sure. they're trying to connect those two pieces together and i think the only thing like of note is aside from joan getting getting married and um sterling being sad about it <laughs> Uh, yeah. is, is is Joan kind of ushering in the new blood that is Jane and um this is this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be interesting for not only the office, um, as it already has become. <laughs> yeah. But um just for Jane and having to kind of relinquish her physical role, I guess, in the office. This is another way of saying like she's kind of I think of, you said uh Jane. Is having to relinquish her. Oh, sorry, ball. Joan is. Yeah, it's in uh, the fact that their names are so close together yeah. is also very intentional. <laughs> um, you don't want to know something funny. I may be reaching, but I think it's very. I think a lot of the stuff that's happening in the show is very intentional. Um, yeah, Joan. When we when we first see Joan and Jane walking together, they're both wearing the color blue. Jones is darker. Mm. And Jane's is baby blue, <laughs> yeah. Which kind of shows you also that age reference. This is the new, you know what I mean. This yeah. is the new yeah. b- blue, shiny baby blue she's in. Joan yeah. is the deep, uh, matured, deep color b- blue that she's wearing. I, I just, I just love everything they were doing as far as the direction and even costume the design. Yeah, costume design was amazing. Yeah. And the writing was very sharp, man. Very sharp. Very sharp. No, I agree. I agree. Um, God, it's so funny. The Jane in that scene with Joan is so sweet. And the, the Joan in the scene with the guys hovering around the desk, it's, it's – I don't want to say it seems like a different character because you can be sweet and then also like trying to be sexy. Yeah. But she she is, is – She's it's playing. a little cynical. Mm-hmm. It's, she's playing a bit. Yeah. yeah, she's playing the game so, out there. It's it's a bit, and I don't know what she's looking for. If she's looking for a quick hubby, because um, that's you know that's the way Joan describes it is that like that's the ultimate goal of girls working these jobs. Sure, but mm-hmm. um, it is. I I think that it's funny when Joan says this is an office that hinges on professional decorum because uh, no, like there there's so many funny moments you could pull up like with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music, <laughs> which by the way. Those meme videos are the fucking worst. Most people don't know how to do them. Oh, um, I know, I know. Bad but memers. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I could be one of those bad memers if I wanted to. But uh, we I all? don't. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, no, I think you're dead on about the costume design. And we should definitely bring that up more. Yeah, the costumes are so good that there was like a Tom and Lorenzo fashion blog that would like break down people's costume designs yeah, uh, each yeah. episode and go deep with it, man. Like I love so it. You're you're not crazy. You're oh, not good, crazy. good. Yeah, I, I don't want to come off as like the guy who's just like trying to reach for every single thing. But oh no, I think the show is very intentional about what it's showing you and what it's telling you. Yeah, and a lot of the quotes were also just very telling as well. But yeah, man, I just I I really enjoyed what I saw. Uh, I think all of our characters were pretty hot in this episode for me anyway. Um, yeah, I'd say so. I think they were all there too, if I'm not mistaken. Sterling was there. Um, Joan was there. All the main ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say that um, Cooper is a main one. So yeah, he, him not being there is okay. Isn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Um, 
I'd say, yeah, the whole cast was there as far as I know. I mean, Betty had more of a smaller role in this episode, but it makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I would I would give it, gosh, it's tough to rate this one because it was so, so good. Yeah. Uh, so important and so well done. But I think for me, I'm going to give it four and a half Manhattans. Nice, I don't nice. think it's I don't think it's at five quite yet. And mm-hmm. there's there is there are fives. There are fives in these hills. But Oh yes, of course. I'm not sure it's there yet. So I'm gonna say four point five. Very nice. Um me just watching the episode and how much I enjoyed it, I'm throwing a five at it. And I know people think it's crazy. Why are you throwing people a five at this episode? But I really, I just when they get a, when I get a good marriage of writing and direction and and um and and solid performance, especially with the, when the writing is on point as much as I thought this episode's writing was was on point, it's it's really hard to dissuade me from really really loving it. I just had a good time with the episode. There was ups and downs that we had in this episode. Uh, Don kind of showing, telling you know, telling Peggy his ways of forgetfulness. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, a lot of serious stuff, some funny stuff. I think I just think that a lot of things were hit in this episode for me, and I thought the direction kind of helped push it over the edge as well sure. as the writing. So, and obviously, you know, my girls Rachel's in it. I- I'm biased, but it's, I'm not giving it a five because Rachel was in it. Okay. Rachel just happens to be in it, which was a big surprise. But if the writing sucked or I didn't think the episode was going anywhere, I wouldn't give it more than that. But she just happened to be in an episode where it, sure. it threw the main, it threw Don through a loop, and um, and then things started happening. And we got a lot of Peggy in this episode too, and I love Peggy. And I just, I really enjoyed it, man. I I, I got to yeah. give it a five. I have to be true to myself. That's cool. No, and I, I had I had to be true to myself. I I wanted to give it a five. It's mm-hmm. very 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 good. Yeah, but I just enjoyed it a lot. It's okay. Yeah, man. We I think this is the first time where you have been higher than I have on an episode. Which yeah, is cool. yeah, yeah. It, it's it's interesting to kind of see these ebb and flows as the episodes go on. Yeah. Did you have a sterling gold for this episode? Remember, Don. When God closes a door, he opens a dress. My Sterling's Gold is when Roger is telling Joan, I was telling Margaret that in your first year of marriage, you can put a penny in a jar every time you have sex and you can fill the jar up. And uh, in your second year of marriage, you take a penny out every time you have sex. And you know what you have? A jar full of pennies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I know I butchered it. No, no, that was it actually. That was dead on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was dead on. Um Mine's was the line preceding, um, the last line preceding after that, which was, um, can I give you a couple paddles for good luck? <laughs> As she like eye rolls him out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, very sterling. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's goofing. You know, that, that conversation hit me with the sads, uh, because yeah. it just, it's just the sad energy of these people who it didn't work out for them. And Roger clearly still has feelings for Joan, but nothing yeah. can happen. So it's just this sad thing where he's just kind of, he's just monkeying around. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, and honestly, dude, when I first watched this episode a week ago, uh, I had bad dreams based on, I think just the vibes of this episode with the exes coming back. Oh, interesting. Um, oh, snap. Between, Cause you did mention that. Megan. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, but I guess that would be uh, uh, something to talk about for my segment a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, 
which if I remember the dad man schedule correct, is that next? <laughs> that is next, buddy. The pied okay. is up to you. All right. Michael's mental health nook and pied for relation shizzles. <laughs> uh, it's relationships. Excuse me. So I wanted to take a second to talk about Pete and Trudy's argument. Yes. Uh, makes me very sad to see these two fight like this. Mm-hmm. And honestly, um, Trudy is sad because she got the call from the doctor saying that Pete's sperm is viable and it's it's you know it's good stuff but Pete is so selfish and and that he just like takes that as great news and Trudy is just waiting for him to <laughs> notice her emotions and I don't think it's like a case where Pete would have to read her mind to know how she's feeling like no. she's being very smart with how she's talking to him about it and um Giving him plenty of clues in terms of like, oh, I guess that's nice. Now we know I'm the problem. And Pete, he's just like, yeah, man, this is great. Yeah, like, totally. I mean, that, that's okay. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> he does not come through for his wife in that no, moment. No. And the thing that frustrates me the most isn't that because we, we've all had our careless moments where we're a little too self-centered. Sure. Um, Lord knows when I'm in the middle of creative stuff, I can be too self-centered with friends. Um, but – it's that he makes her feel bad for having feelings about this shit. Um, yeah. And she keeps apologizing for being upset. And Thank it's you. Like, Thank you for mentioning she, that. She gives he, him so much grace during I know, that whole conversation. Way too much grace. Yeah. Way too much grace. And it's exhausting and it's just sad. Um, it's not irredeemable. Pete isn't irredeemable because he does see she's hurting and... He, he makes the smart decision that they're not going to eat dinner there. I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. Like yeah. He's like, we're not eating here. Get your coat. And in my mind, he treats her to dinner and treats her really well that night. That's, right. I like to imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think so. But I think it's just a sign of the times that she feels like she can't fully express herself and she's afraid of him being mad and – she comes back from almost storming out and then begs him to not storm out. Yeah. And and you notice when she's she's quivering, her lips are quivering and she's about to cry, and she calms herself down before saying she wants kids. She yes. really wants kids. And it just I it just makes me sad. It's sad that Pete puts her in that decision or position. Yeah. It- her acting was amazing during that whole thing. Allison Brie. Yeah, Allison Brie killed Incredible it. Incredible actor, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was watching that whole, you know, every time I see them, every time those two are on screen, <laughs> I always think to I, I I I always think to myself, I'm like, man, this this P guy is lucky as shit. I know, like, yeah, God she's damn. smart. <laughs> she's smart. She's stunning. She's um so patient and kind. I just wish he would see it more. He he can't appreciate anything right now. Yes, yeah, I know. He's very selfish. Um, and, and just entitled, but yeah, I was disappointed in the P man. Uh, I will <laughs> be honest, but like I said, I, there's a, there's a way that they showed that he did care about her. And honestly, I empathize with Pete too, because like the stuff he's saying, she calls him immature and, and says he's just being a baby pretty much because he doesn't want a kid right now. And I love the, I love the way the show handled it because Pete, at first gets offended that the the doctor asks, do you want kids? And he's like, <laughs> what kind of question is that? Of course I, I want kids. But he lists all these reasons where it's clear he doesn't want kids. Yeah. It's just, they. Ugh. I feel for Pete as someone who doesn't want kids. And 
Um, he's not even saying he doesn't want kids. He no want kids. He's just like not yet. You know, he it, wants more of this. It's a transition that you have to. You know, Pete's actually really thinking about it in a very whole. Oh, I was gonna say holistic way, but a very like complete way. Like when we have kids, you know that like we're not gonna be able to do like the things as easily as we're going to be able to do them. Like we're going to have to have people, it's going to cost money. Like he's actually thinking of those things that these are, these are real things that are, these are real hurdles that are going to come. And she wasn't thinking about it as much because a lot of times I think when, when, you know, couples are in that baby mode, they're thinking about having the baby and like this, this newborn thing and, um, the love that's there, which is very important, but with that also comes the responsibilities and the um, the uh, time that's needed for yeah. it. And so they uh, they both have really good perspectives on that. Honestly, it feels to me like this is very similar to the apartment they got, where Pete's being dragged into it, kind of. Yeah, and he's not like trying to put a stop to it because he doesn't really have that power in his marriage. Right, but he's just kind of along for the ride. It feels like. So I do empathize with Pete in that regard, and it just is a shame that he can't express himself like that. But also, he did express some good points, and then Trudy, I got to tell you, negative points for the Trudy on that one. Um, between that and when she said the soft N-word, I uh, she she had a few detriments there. When did she say so, that? Uh, in, I think, the episode before oh, the last Oh, sorry. One, You're saying she doesn't generally have a problem. speaking. <laughs> generally, yeah. She didn't bring it up in the middle of the argument. I was That'd like, wait, weird. did she say Negro during... <laughs> yeah. And then Pete's like, why would you bring that up right now? Right. Why are we talking about that? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> she just randomly says it. Right. And by the way, I, I still don't like that. I mean, I don't have a problem with them. Oh, okay. All right, Judy. Right, uh, uh, that was a little uh, random. <laughs> Sam Cooke is very talented. Uh, all right. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, um, and the other thing I wanted to talk about from a more mental health perspective is uh, Don's Don's moment visiting Peggy in the hospital. Yeah. Um, really, I really appreciated that moment um, because Don showed that he cared about her in mm-hmm. a very intimate way. I mean, he just sh- he's sitting at her bedside and he asks her these questions. He does not talk down to her. He doesn't tell her what to do. He just gives her some advice from his own lived experience. Yep. Um, and, uh, he wants her, he wants her back, like not in a, uh, any other way than as her like caring boss and, and friend. Like he, he liked that he, moment. He, he likes her. He more yeah, than he likes, likes her, but, but right now I think he probably, he right. thinks he just likes her most right. likely. Right. But he took time out of his life mm-hmm. to visit her in the hospital. Yeah. And, he could have just moved on with his life, man. They lose <laughs> secretaries all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But he showed up for her. That was so cool. Yeah. And the thing I'm wondering is if his advice, it got Peggy out of there. But yeah. from a mental health point of view, I kind of wonder if that's like it's not the best. avoidant behavior. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not the best. It, it certainly hasn't helped him in his life. No. It's, and, a, it's the only advice that he has for situations such as those. Yeah, I think it works in traumatic and horrifying moments where you are in a world of hurt and psychological dissociation. Yes. Um, but he's basically telling Peggy to run from her problems. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's a flight method. It's a fl- <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all flight method. 
but it did work in this instance. That's why I'm like, ugh, god damn. But but yeah, man, it's it's interesting these protagonists if you're not careful the way the show makes them so sympathetic <laughs> you might think that they're right when they say everything that they do in a monologue but right um and i think some people thought don was right with that statement like they thought heisenberg was always cool and badass and breaking bad <laughs> um, but yeah from a mental health point of view it's flawed logic flawed advice just my opinion i'm just a dad man remember i'm not a physician <laughs> it's, 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 it's not the most emotionally smart decision yeah we'll talk about that with don in a future episode absolutely we'll, absolutely. we'll have to interview don at some point god what if we could get john ham to come on the show and be in character god that would be Ugh. incredible dream yeah <laughs> that would be a so so cool yeah did we ever talk about the article that called him and john slattery dad men yeah i think I you might have sent it to me yeah, I know you sent it to you sent it to me. I think oh, because uh, you were so excited. But we never talked about it on the show. Um, oh shit, you're right. That was one of the signs that we needed to get this podcast going uh, because, or no, I think it was it, it was, was while season one was coming out. Yeah, so, it was mid season. Um, we're like, holy shit, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, listeners, let us know if you saw that article and then that's how you found the show. We're you're waiting, like... um, and the 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 dad men email has changed it's dadmendoncast at gmail.com nice uh, so you know to match the new title absolutely good update but i think that's all i got for my little seggy yeah so. can i add one more mental health thing that i noticed no you yeah, will you not know. tread on my water <laughs> <laughs> how dare thee all right go ahead it is um, my segment and i refuse <laughs> Fine. I okay. love the snivelly. The snivelly voice is always like the greatest. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's I my refuse. Favorite. <laughs> oh, oh. <man. laughs> no, but um, when I was when I was watching Pete in the in the office talking to the doctor, you know what I thought after their exchange? What's that? I thought, wow, he would do really good in therapy if if it was like a real thing, like a. Oh yeah, good point. Really good point because he's like. He yeah, was just he's talking. A guy. Yeah. If only he thought of that as an option for him. I know Oof. nobody was, especially men, not really thinking of thinking of therapy no. in that way at Listen, all. Like yeah. he gets to home base every time. Okay, <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> like we, that was. I was very proud for Pete. I thought that was very cool. Uh, like we talked about, I knew I knew my boy and I were the same. We woo, woo. we always get to home base immediately. A bit bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, up okay. bat, baby. But no, I. But that's a great point. Mike. Yeah, man. Very he was. Point. He was. He was. Um. He was so forthcoming, and he seemed very comfortable when he was speaking to the doctor. I, I was almost surprised how comfortable he was expressing how he felt, chatting about who would want to bring a child into this world. Right. Oh, and they were talking about the death of his uh his father. Yeah. And he was very open about that. It just. I, I really liked his exchange with the doctor. I was like, yeah, man, he would he would have killed in therapy. Yeah, but I think the problem is, or if I may, I think yeah. the reason why he's so good at it with this is that he's less personally invested. Like, if he cared about having a kid as much as Trudy did, this visit would be a lot more stressful than it, for him. Yeah. But for him, it's like I get to jerk off at some <laughs> Jaybird magazine, which... I, th- I don't know if that was a real magazine because I looked for it after the episode just uh-huh. to see what it was because yeah. I'd, I'd never heard of that magazine. Um, I think it was something made for the show maybe. Sure. I couldn't find anything. Sure. But 
I think the the expression is like nude as a jaybird. So maybe it was like a you know nudie mag. Yeah, uh, definitely. I couldn't really tell for what, for whatever reason. I used to think it was like a National Geographic style magazine, and like he was like gonna look at that and jerk off to that. Yeah, that's so weird. You mentioned that because I feel like I have a memory similar to that, like him picking yeah. up some type of national. Wait a right. minute. No, I. There's got to be something with that. I thought there was like an island. Yes. Like maybe maybe when I previously watched it, I looked at the magazine's text better and saw like we visited a tribe or something. But yeah. I thought it was, I swear I have a Mandela effect where he was looking at like a tribal woman or something. Like yeah, no, I think that definitely happened. I don't think it's mm. happened yet, but I think it definitely does because I remember Uh-oh. something. I remember that okay. too, which is so okay, weird. Maybe that... Maybe that's why Trudy brought up the uh, <laughs> black people in the argument. <laughs> the soft end. <laughs> the soft end. I'm such a coward. I can't even say it. Oh, I don't want to say it. It's fine. It's fine. The word it. is not that relevant anymore. So it's uh, it's more yeah. it's more funny than anything else. But yes. All right. But that's. I think you nailed it with that last point. That's a good point. That Pete should go into therapy. He'd be great, and yeah. he'd find out a lot about himself and his brother and his dad and. What an unhealthy relationship they all had, but yeah, man. Instead, he just makes jokes about whenever the nurse is free. Ha ha ha! <laughs> it's like a David Lynch moment. It's it's the weirdest <laughs> laugh I've ever heard. His face <laughs> looks so uncomfortable when he said it. Too. I know it's so fucking bizarre. <laughs> I feel like Vinny probably pulled Matt aside and said, "Hey, Matt, you're not going to use that take, right? That was the worst one." <laughs> and and Matt's like, "Don't worry about it, man. We got it. <laughs> we got it. We got it." We got it. Yeah, we got it. But that's your favorite one? No, it's my least favorite. Okay, we'll use it. I don't think <laughs> you're hearing me. Um, yeah, but okay. So, I think now it's time for my favorite segment. Uh-oh. The, the Diggity Dad Break. That's probably my favorite one. <laughs> nice. Okay, we'll have to just use that as the intro from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hip-hop shit is great. <laughs> I was going for like the 80s hip-hop. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I had, I had my turntable ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, my name is Michael and I'm here to say, you know, every 80s hip-hop oh. had to start with. Yep, yep. And I'm here to say. The prototypical the prototypical <laughs> 80s rap bars. <laughs> oh my gosh. You got to uh, introduce yourself and let people know what you're here to say. That's the main thing as a rapper. That I could do that. Hell yeah. I, I, I can hear the music in my head and I'm like, my name is and I'm here to say, it's never every day. <laughs> Talk about Mad Men in a fatherly way. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. Um, so um, we got to bring it up, man. Uh oh. It was, it was, it was mentioned, it was mentioned in previous episode. Uh, the fans did not hear it. We did. We're talking about, 90s kid movies. Disney was killing it with some really good ones, but there was also a lot of subpar, mediocre 90s kids movies that were out there as well. Sure. Um, some of the notable ones that were good, that I believe were good at the time, uh, Home Alone. I don't know if you want to call it a kid movie, but I kind of do. You know, main character is a kid. Um, a lot. I think it drove a lot of kids and parents to see a movie, and it's like a holiday movie too. Sure, yeah. Uh, Lion King was one of my favorites. Obviously, hit it out the park. I mean, in the nineties, Disney was was scorching, unstoppable. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, they were they were scorching. I mean, Disney's hot um, has has made a, re, a resurgence as well. But for the people that weren't around during the '90s, they were a lot of their classics live in the '90s. Um, Aladdin, um, all kinds of really great movies like that. Um, I loved the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles were huge in the '90s as well. Uh, in the '90s as well. This was like um, they were doing live action Ninja Turtles um, back then. So people were right. like in like full costume, which I think is the best way to do a Ninja Turtle movie, to be honest. I'm kind of not really into the animated. Um, oh, I like animation, but I'm not into the um, CGI. The, yes. Thank you. The CGI version of a turtle. I, I, I'd rather have them in like practical effect costumes. Um, I think that's the best looking version of, uh, of that. So I was a huge fan sure. of that, but um, definitely some duds out there. <laughs> I don't. This is no diss. I don't know. Have you ever seen? Did you ever see the movie Shazam with uh, Shaquille O'Neal was like playing the genie? Uh, yes. It was like a. It wasn't a basketball movie, but obviously Shaq was huge at the time, and he was he was kind of making a lot of his like <laughs> his theater debut. That movie I seen it. Not not a huge fan of it. Wasn't the greatest. And then good old um, I remembered. I guess it came out in ninety seven or ninety eight. I think it's called Kazam. Thank you, Kazam. Sh- Shazam is the Mandela effect version with um, Sinbad. <laughs> they they thought that that was the movie, and they convinced themselves that it existed. Yes, it, yes, man. It did not exist. Yes, people just had two black people mixed up. So and bizarre. Like. They can't admit it. They're like, uh, it was called Shazam, and it's Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad was not in. He, Sinbad was in like a couple other weird like kid movies that came out in the nineties too that I like that I can't really recall the names of right now. But sure, um, sure. I stumbled upon the memory of this movie I saw when I was a kid that I remembered called the uh, Star Kid, and it was oh. <laughs> and it was this hilarious. Well, it wasn't hilarious at the time. I thought it was cool. But this kid finds like an alien space suit that lands in like a um lands in like a junkyard. I guess he saw like a comet like flying through the sky and it like landed like in his neighborhood and he like snuck sure. out and went to go see what it was. And it was an alien spacesuit and it opens up, he steps in it and he becomes like this super like superhero type character where he has super strength and like the computer's talking to him and almost like almost like um a super corny low budget iron man type idea where it's like a jarvis-ish type like face talking in front of him and like telling him like what he needs to do and stuff like that and the ridiculousness ensues and he's like this nerdy kid that's getting bullied and now that he's wearing the suit he can like bully the bully and all this other obnoxious stuff and the aliens actually, the bad aliens actually come down, and he has to fight them in his spacesuit, and that's basically the whole movie. But on my memory of thinking about that movie, I realized how bad the whole thing was, and I was like, "Wow, that movie." Um, I mean, I liked it as a kid, but that movie really sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't all be Disney, where you you look at it as an adult and you go, "Man, the craftsmanship, the quality, yeah, it's just so so it's so so." <laughs> The symbolism, yeah. It's so, so. No, not so, so bad, but uh, 
so, so, so many so's. Yeah, so many so's that it was good. Yes. And, you know, I was and and I'm never going to give up the ghost, but I stand by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was a good movie. I've rewatched it a million times and I still think it's a great movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it, especially off of one and two. Uh-huh. But three was the movie where they ended up in the Japan. I think you would like it if you haven't seen it. I've I've seen it. It was I it's the last episode I did on my film podcast. No uh, way. I said too much. Yeah. It I hate to say it, but I'm one of the naysayers, man. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay because I'm used to that. That that's the that's the that's the consensus. <laughs> it's a lonely life, but I'm used to it. <laughs> The consensus is that movie's not good. I understand it, especially versus the suits one are and pretty two. bad, man. Yeah, Come on. the, the suits got to give it up for the suits being pretty bad. To be fair, I I, I had not seen one and two before I saw three, so I seen okay. them, oh, I saw them out helps. of order. That helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it was out of order. So, but my but the reason why I liked three so much was. It's funny. I always had a, <laughs> I always had a tendency to Japanese Japanese lifestyle, and maybe that was maybe that was the that was one of the you know inflection points. I'm sure they, them going to Japan, samurais, this you know this sure. and that, and uh, I really I really dug it for for those reasons. So uh, I'm not I, I'm gonna stand with it. Okay. Okay, that's cool, man. It's okay. <laughs> that's all right, man. Hey, calm down. Put the knife away, man. It's okay. All right, all right. Samurai sword down. Samurai sword down. I'm good. <laughs> I've been attracted to the Japanese lifestyle, holding a samurai sword, threatening to hurt me. He's Please, like across dude. the computer. Calm down, bro. Calm down. Uh, yeah. So, oh, man. so you're saying like, uh, go for one that you remember being good as a kid and it's still good and then the other one remember one that you loved as a kid that actually isn't very good yeah or one that you like you kind of think on now you're like actually that movie wasn't that great <laughs> okay okay so i guess for me um not to bring up disney but yeah. uh a movie that i loved as a kid was toy story oh and yes to me the dialogue in that is still just like razor sharp so funny yeah um He's not flying. He's falling uh, <laughs> with style. Um, the the line "You are one sad, strange little man" by uh, Buzz Lightyear. Like, dude, that's just quality entertainment. It's so good. Um, oh man! Then there, the, how about the uh, the Emperor's New Groove? That's like mm, the first movie one. I saw when I was a kid. That like was just like killing me with laughter. We, we oh, watched nice. it in the gymnasium, and. It, Every almost every line was just a stitch. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, so those are movies that I have revisited as an adult, and I'm just like this fucking rules. I had oh, such yeah. a blessed childhood. There were there's two movies that come to mind that I think. Oh geez, this might not have been very good, uh, and I haven't revisited them. Mm-hmm. Um, I did revisit one actually. I'll talk about two. Okay. Um, the first one, which I haven't revisited yet, maybe it's good. But I've done research and it seems to be be quite bad. <laughs> yeah. Is the the Indian in the cupboard? Uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a it's a movie about a kid who has a cupboard that has a little uh, indigenous person <laughs> that lives in it, <laughs> and it's like an action figure that comes to life. I think, or maybe it's just a little guy. I'm not really sure. Oh, so but I remember as a kid thinking. Wow, this is magical. And as an adult, I'm like, 
this is fucked up. Like, this is so bad looking. And what the hell? Like, why does he have this little man that lives with him and is this... I don't know if he fights little mice and kills them or if he fights other action figures and hurts them or... I don't... It's such a fucking weird movie, oh, though, and it my. really messed me up, it seems like. God, uh, I'm seeing the cover right now. <laughs> Isn't it magical, man? It's, it's magical. Um, oh, snap. 95. Yeah, 1995. Not 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, yeah. just to be clear. It's highly rated. 1995. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Great pick, man. This, this looks... Uh, it, we should we should watch it because it seems I watched it at my grandma's house, which is where I like have a lot of really great childhood memories. Of course, and so I, I think that I must have had some magic cookies or something that day, where they just make you so happy as a kid that you just like. I mean, not to go off on a tangent, but like those childhood memories that like you don't think about too much, but get you kind of feeling really good. It's like yeah. at my grandparents' old condo. Um, or apartment, mm-hmm. I think is more what it was. But they had like a harp that I loved to play, and oh, the smell awesome. just smelled great in there. And yeah, I I wish I could go back, but you know, you can't go back in time. You just can uh, appreciate the memories. Um, but if I smelled if I smelled that smell again, it would just take me back, man. I would just like be deep nostalgia. Yeah. Um, the other movie I want to talk about that. Just it didn't age well at all, but it felt like it was so fucking good at the time. Was mm-hmm. Space Jam? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, if I'm being real with myself, you you're you're right. It it's it not did, it doesn't good. age well. Yeah, it <laughs> it's it's like respect to the animators that worked hard on it and the mm-hmm. special effects team. The special effects. <laughs> It's funny. Even like maybe five years ago, I would have told you, "Oh yeah, they looked pretty good at the time. They look good. They yeah, they look pretty good." And I look at it and I'm like, "Jesus, this looks terrible." And and Michael Jordan, he's great at many things, but his acting in that movie sucks. Like, yeah. There, there's a scene where yeah. he's on the chair and Bugs is craning it up like so it's above the atmosphere of whatever planet they're on or something. It's uh-huh. just like hundreds of feet high up in the air hundreds of miles high up in the air Mm -hmm. and then bugs he like says all right going down and then so michael jordan is supposed to be like no 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 don't do it you know he's like begging bugs to not have (laughs) them go down super fast and what comes out is no, 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 don't do it. No, no. <laughs> it's just like the sleepiest. but and then like they have the shot of him shaking his head cartoonishly fast but he's looking like you know it's just super weird uh but yeah um there's so many more. I know I saw lots of bad movies as a kid. Like I was looking at a list, and Flipper was on. I know I saw that as oh, a kid. Flipper, I yeah. probably, TV I probably show. cried at some point, but it was made into a movie. Um, oh, of course it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. I remember we saw it at the Mall of America, and I remember walking out of the theater and into the parking lot and thinking, "Man, I loved that. That was so fun." Flipper's but, fun. Flipper's my friend. But uh, <laughs> what's anyway, your what's your a, thought of um, um, Free Willy? Wow, um, I can almost guarantee that one's bad. Uh, just thinking back on like the acting and stuff, but I actually did an homage to Free Willy on one of my EPs called "Drink Some Water." Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of a killer whale or orca whale, um, it's a Boston Terrier. Nice, a giant Boston Terrier. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you the picture. It's, oh yes, I've seen the picture. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's silly. But, um, <clears throat> it was a big part of our family. We we always made jokes about Free Willy. So. That's cute. Yeah, fun segment, man. Uh, we'll have to 
do a, a bonus episode about some of these movies because I would love to rewatch Indian and the. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like I'm seeing like uh, a little trailer that's playing in the background, like as we're talking, and like how the hell did they get the license for all those cameos in the movie? Like that oof. that had to cost mad cash. Oh yeah. All right, but anyway, um, enough of this memory lane hogwash. <laughs> it's time for the fatherhood corner. Mike Jolla's Fatherhood Corner, starring Mike Jolla as the father. As the fatherhood. <clears throat> as the fatherhood. <laughs> Should I put on my fatherhood and get to it? Yes. Yes. What are you yeah. waiting for? <clears throat> anyway, my fatherhood corner. This episode, not as fat, but I do want to mention a few pieces in the episode that Don, um, that Don is experiencing. Uh, one is... When Don comes home finally from his uh from his uh his night with Bobby, uh he tells he tells Betty that he, you know, she was waiting up for him. He tells he tells her that um he got in an accident and the reason why uh, blood pressure medicine and uh alcohol not mixing so well. <laughs> and then not yeah. obviously not wanting to uh, disturb her by saying, you know, what had happened. Um Unfortunately, that's such a annoying thing that it's a bad habit um, to be like, well, I didn't want to bother you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because people always want to, they don't, I guess they don't care about that. They just want to hear about what happened. And I guess you're not really bothering them when you're like t- telling them big things that are happening. But I always right. have that bad reflex where I'm like, no, I didn't want to like worry you or like bother you so like i empathize with what he was saying but a lot of but don is just kind of covering his ass honestly you know the whole time oh, yeah. about that so and you know don't fall you're falling for him man don't yeah. fall for his lies no no exactly it, it's not don don knows what he did i it, i just think it was funny that he tried to side skirt it by bringing up like uh something that betty could feel sad about which is like yeah. the fact that he now has like high blood pressure which by the way was that confirmed I was going to ask you the same thing. I think we'll have to go back uh, and do research on the first episode of the season because I think that's calling back to his doctor's visit in the first uh, episode of the season. Where right. The guy, the guy is saying that he leads a high-stress lifestyle. He could probably um, stop smoking as much, drinking as much, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm sure he mentions high blood pressure. Sure. Um, but I don't think he does. He I think pre- he does. I think he does mention high blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if he was prescribed anything. Because as an audience viewer, we don't see Don take any medicine. So it's not like it was something that he's been doing. And as an audience member, we're seeing like, oh, he is taking medicine. I wonder, okay, high blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think. It's a good lie. Yeah. He's weaving a tale. Uh, Betty does, you know, she has really no choice but to fall for it, honestly. I mean. Yeah, you, you could keep pushing him, but what, you know, I don't. You'd have to really be digging. But um, and you know what's cute that I thought what happened in that scene is that um, they actually had a conversation about Don not doing the late night thing anymore. Oh, glad you brought that up. I had that in my notes. That I think it happened off camera. Yeah, where she says that he had promised to not disappear anymore. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So something's go- there's um some mending and some conversation that's going back and forth off off. You know, off the scene, you know what I mean, that's happening. That's what I love about this show is that there's just these moments that do happen and they are important and we don't see all the important moments. They're they're 
they feel like such a gift when we witness them because we know that time passes when these characters aren't on camera. Yeah. And they're living their life. Glad you brought that up. Yeah. 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 So I I thought that was great. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective, it seems like there is some positive momentum with the communication and the back and forth of kind of what they're looking for, at least what Betty is looking looking for from Don. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can I just say Betty looked so cranky when Don got home. She, she was, was mad she, as hell. She was pissed. And she is able to turn it off immediately when Don says, and this is manipulative as hell of Don, by the way. Oh, yeah. But when Don says, I was in a car accident as his first thing. Yeah. She um, she does drop the, you know, thankfully she drops the crankiness immediately. But she looked very cute and not like cute in like, a, you know, older Attractive, woman, yeah. sexy. Yeah, yeah. But in like a... Uh, hmm, I want to choose my words carefully here, but she she looked like immature. It was a childlike was, look. Yeah, I would say she did that whole scene look sort of like a, a kid. I mean, yeah. that's the thing about the the Betty character is that she can be very childish sometimes, and um, it, it can sometimes reflect on her appearance because January Jones is a phenomenal actor. But I I I just thought I did chuckle when I first watched this, and she's laying in bed, and she, you know he. She's cranky. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's pretty mad. She's laying in the bed, and you can see that she's not slept yet. Like she has yeah. her like her face is out, and the lights on. I think it's not dark in the room, so it's like, or at least right. I don't remember it being dark in the room. But it's it's like a dimly lit room. But yeah, um, man, I don't know if I could imagine season one Betty doing this. You know, that's a huge leap that she's made as a character. Where yeah. I think in season one, she'd just be sitting at the dining room table, maybe, or yeah, uh, you know, she she'd be pacing, or mm-hmm. but but she would never be openly pissed right away in season one. That's a good Crazy. point. That's a good point. I, and I just thought of it right now, but like thinking back to that whole first season, she spends most of the time making excuses for Don's behavior or yes. apologizing for her own behavior that's not so bad. Yes. Um, but here she's she's just mad. So I feel like Betty's getting more and more fed up, even though they had that nice moment last week as a couple. Yeah. She's she's getting she's getting sick of this. And and she does care about Don as the end shows, which by the way, as mm-hmm. like a karmic punishment, yeah. not being able to season your food, that's just perfect. It's such a great <laughs> ending shot. That was great. Where Don's like, Well fuck, look at this now. <laughs> now because I said that damn thing, I can't have flavored food. Yeah. And <laughs> By the way, um, Don coming down hard on Peggy in front of the guys, that that got me mad at first when I first watched it because it's like, it's your fault. She couldn't do the the shit that you're yelling at her about. But when I watched it now, I realized he's doing the right thing because it would be suspicious if Don was like super lenient on Peggy when he wouldn't do that for Pete or uh, or Paul. Yeah. So So I understand it, but he is pretty rude to her the whole time even when those guys leave her office he's like yeah what do you want yeah you know it's, it's oh good point because i was gonna say he's, maybe he's that was performative fate. but no no he, he was kind of mean when they left and then when peggy has the stones to say um i 110 is a lot of money then he he's kind of pissed off that she brought it up by the way don's he, being kind of a little brat yeah he it. he tried to skirt by it but props to peggy for Again, taking that advice that was given and 
not letting Don walk over her in that instant and say, hey, I need that money still. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's still, she's still saying Mr. Draper up until, thank you, Don. And his face when she says thank Yo. you, Don. He's puzzled. He was like, what? He's like, wait a second. Wait, you called me and, Don. <laughs> uh, yeah, wait, what the? So, not to step on your fatherhood corner, man, but like, it's so organic. And the moment she chooses to say it is like, it's a transaction. Kind yeah. Of. Mm-hmm. Um, but not a negative transaction no, no, relationship, no. to be clear. But uh, but she she did a great job taking care of both of those drunk adult babies, by the she way. She really did. By the way, oh my God. Yes. I just remembered. Yeah. When when the car crashes. Dude, yeah. did you notice that Bobby's arm is out of the window? Yeah, it was like being like, cr- like not crushed, but it was no, like. No, no. She could have lost her arm. Like, yeah, she really could have. Like It was fucked up. And that's such a great subtle, like remember the 60s thing where it's like the, the windows and the way the cars are designed people would just go flying out yep lord knows they weren't wearing their seat belts she was leaning and, over him like because there's no middle like any there's no middle so like oh which i think i mean it's not safe i think it's a cool design idea that like it's all oh, it's, yeah. it's like Those a couch yeah like yeah. but it doesn't work i guess for cars unless until we get to like automation but anyway but past yeah. that um yeah but yeah, I just yeah, man. Like, you know what's funny? I didn't know Peggy had it in her to take care of two adults in that way, but she really did it. Yep. But speaking of Peggy, man, I thought it was adorable. Yo, Don was in trouble. The cop was pressing him heavy too. Cop was oh, pressing yeah. him. Was like, kids are on that street. You little son of a bitch. It's, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks when a cop is right. Yeah, but it's, it's, I hated to give that. It's like that article that says heartbreaking, the worst person you know just made a really good point. Um, it happens. That's man. a, a click hole. But he's right. I mean, people's kids are on that road and other people are on the road. And he didn't let, I, I thought it was so great that Don tried to be subtle and say, he would mail back a five hundred dollars for the for the one hundred fifty dollars. I saw fund. that, yeah. And and the cop is like, I don't give a shit about no five hundred dollars. Yeah, I said one fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's actually one fifty. Like he he's sizing Don up and sees like, but the point that the cop is trying to make is like he doesn't want Don to get out of the responsibility of the embarrassment of having to call someone because yeah. of his actions. You got to do and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he just so happened to not have the money on him, and you gotta you gotta pay tonight, or he can put you up. But <laughs> um, no, the the cop was right. He was yeah. right. But he was right just, in that scene. And you yeah. know, when pushed to it, who does he yeah. call? His daughter, good old Peggy. <laughs> I don't know. You see, we might get into it here, but I don't know if I see Peggy and Don's plot as like a father daughter thing in this episode. I th- I see it more about their just work relationship. Yeah, I um I'm being tongue in cheek when I say that because I know obviously- gen- generally she's the archetype for you know the work daughter, and uh, I'm not yeah. spitting in the face of the show that we're doing, <laughs> but spitting in the face yeah. for for this episode. I think the focus and Bobby makes it clear is on their relationship as colleagues. That's true. Um, That's true. And even in the car, it's just a different vibe than they usually have. Um, now, you're right. The father daughter thing does come up with how Don comes to her in the hospital and right. was worried about her. Right. 
I just think uh, it's very cute God. that he called that he that oh, when 100%. given that call goes to Peggy. And the episode explains why with the flashback to what he did for Peggy. It's I I think that Don loves Peggy and cares about her, but he also probably has in his mind she's the only one I can trust with this because I've seen her at this level. You know, that's a really great point, man. That's actually yeah. very. That's so Don too. A little, a little yeah. bit of diabolicalness in in the thought. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that that makes sense for Don. But he's not a bad guy. He and he does care about her. Of a course, lot. he definitely but, cares about her. But it it plays a part in the decision because absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah. I had a fun fantasy about like what if he had called Pete instead of Peggy. <laughs> it's like, well, he's seen that he has no leverage on me. But I mean it, that it could, that could have been happen. the third the second call. That could have been the second yeah. call. <laughs> Actually, I'm fine. Oh wait, I'm, I already have my coat on, and then he just hangs up on Pete. <laughs> Pete has a little coat on. He has a, a little ascot on for some reason. I I, 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 I told I told Trudy that I, I'd be back in a few hours, so right. we're good. <laughs> I told Trudy I'm going to see uh, Kate Fear for the third time, which she brought up in their argument. <laughs> yeah, oh did. man, that would have tied the whole episode together. Oh shit, the movies, the movies. The movies. <laughs> uh, anyway. Don and Peg, man. It's a, an important relationship for the show. And he he showed that it's not one-sided, the the love that they have for each other. Absolutely. I think in, in season one, it, it relies very heavily on, like, Peggy idolizing Don. Or not idolizing, God forbid. But um, <laughs> looking up to Don and wanting to do what he does. And, mm-hmm. and he's a good role model for her in his work. Yeah. But... She also had to reconcile with the fact that he's not a good role model in his other stuff. And this episode is sort of like coming to terms with the stuff that she found out in that one episode on the on the phone where he yeah. heard him having an affair. Yeah. I think at the end of the episode, she's not just asking for him to respect her as a colleague, but it's also she sees him for who he is and, and accepts him. Yeah. And like, because they have this back because they've had this back and forth of like um looking out for each other yeah i think peggy's now starting to see hey we're both looking out for each other that doesn't that makes me in the, that puts me on the same space as you right we both looked out for each other that means i'm capable of looking out for you and you're capable you've been capable for looking out for me so that puts me up with you guys like with you perfect perfectly said mike yeah Yeah. he's they're not only equals in business but also they've both seen each other at like super dark moments and they've helped each other out no questions asked and yep when when peggy is saying that she doesn't want don to think of this moment and feel badly when she sees or when he sees her yep that's also the worries that she had about don seeing her after visiting her in the hospital right exactly projecting that Mm -hmm. you know which I thought was so anyway, smart for her to say. Yeah, she's a smarty. She's oh, yeah. definitely very smart, but sometimes even when you're very smart, you need a a mentor. Uh not just a Don, but a Bobby Barrett. She mm-hmm. was I I yeah. really did like her in this episode to bring it back full circle. I did like her quite a bit. And, she was uh, great. She redeemed she redeemed herself quite a bit in this episode. She yeah, did. she she has some really sick moments, but so does every other character on the show. Absolutely. So it's, yeah. We can't we can't be mean to her just because she's like a guest star. Uh, <laughs> I think she's anyway. playing the role beautifully. Yes, and 
we, you and I could never know what it was like to navigate that space that this character has to navigate in the 60s as a woman. And she's doing the best way that she has figured out how to do it. Yeah. Which is cutthroat and powerful. No, a part but, of uh, me really, a lot of me respects the power move that she's playing. Because, again, I really agreed with what she said. The woman but, has that power and can be utilized just as well as a man utilizes his power. But she does some pretty awful stuff in order to do what she does of course like we talked about last week so yes of course she's still a human being in it just like the rest of the crew of um man sterling coup that's right yeah sterling coup the rest of the crew of the sterling coup man i'm a rapper today (laughs) yeah you really all right we did that hip-hop and we're we're spitting out here (laughs) (laughs) dickity dickity dad (laughs) all right folks well Thanks for listening to Diggity Diggity Dad Men Doncast. So, if you're still listening and you don't know who we are, I'm Michael Rowland. And I'm Mike Jolly. And thanks for listening. And remember, the medium is the message. Adios. This has been a Destiny Park Media production. If you like the show, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. For more content, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to be posting video clips of your favorite podcasts, as well as glimpses at new music. And hey, drop us a line or send any questions you might have to destinyparkmedia at gmail.com.